Ready to do a podcast thing? Do you know where we're going? Do you know what we're doing? Like, are you are you all ready? Yeah, I'm all ready. Are you prepared enough for the both of us? I am prepared enough for both of us and the mystery guest. Wait, what? Exactly. Welcome to episode 349-ish. That doesn't make sense. There's been so many episode numbers. I just think that every episode we're going to come up with a new number. Um, We have definitely had more than 300 episodes. I think like of all together, but not of this version. What 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 episode is this of this? We did about 300 episodes of Teach Better Talk when we started in 2018. We did about 250 episodes last year alone. So this I'm going with like, this is 900, episode 900. Congratulations, we've made it. You know what's fun is that used to be one of my funnest, favorite things about Teach Better Talk was trying to get you to forget what episode was because you were the one that mentioned what episode it was when we started. Yeah, but the funny part is that we actually counted, so we knew what episode. We don't count these, yes. So you're cool, just call 900. It's fine. Friends, we are here because we're talking about the Teach Better Retreat. And let's be honest, during the Teach Better Retreat, we had a lot of discussion around Teach Better Talk podcast. So we're going to get to that in a second. My name is Ray Hewart. I'm here with Jeff Gargas. And if this is your first episode, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is your last episode. We get it. We no, no, no. It. Think about it, guys. It's going to get better. In this episode, we're not only excited to tell you what this podcast is going to turn into here in just a few weeks, but we're also excited to do a little bit of a recap of what we've been doing, what we've been up to. If you listen to our last episode, we talked about the fact that we were bringing together our entire team for a Teach Better Retreat. So we're going to give you a little sneak peek on what that was all about. So Jeff, I know there's a lot we're going to dive into, but which do you want to start? Do you want to talk about where we're headed in the fall or do you want to talk about the retreat? Let's talk about retreat that can sit here in suspense for what's happening in the fall. Okay. So for the summer edition episode, if you've been listening all summer long, you know that this is full of shenanigans and just essentially team updates. The fall will be coming soon. We'll be discussing that later in this episode. Let's talk about the retreat. Jeff, we brought together, initially our plan was to bring together the entire team into one location for the first time, everyone physically together. We had a few people that couldn't join us because of different, you know, health issues, major life events. I mean, it all, it happens. We are trying to get 23 people together. Something has yeah. to come up, but more or less, we had the majority of the team all come to Illinois. What was, uh, what do you think was your favorite part? My favorite part? Favorite part. If you had to identify one favorite part. I think just, I, I want to, I'm trying to think of something better than just seeing everyone. Is that like, I think there was it was it was meeting everyone and everyone meeting everyone for the first time. Yeah, because there's so many people on the team that have never met each other, and and by met I mean obviously we've met, we've talked, we've spoken, we're on Zoom stuff like that, but not ever in person. So like, not only getting to meet the few people that I hadn't met in person, but also seeing everyone else meet in person, yeah. and just the like we kind of joked going into it, like we had a plan, we we were very good with our schedule and stuff. We talked about that in the last episode, but like we talked as we were getting a little nervous for like, you know, we could pretty much do nothing and everything will be fine. Cause it was, and that was true. Like they were so excited, just everyone to be together. I think that, that, and I think that the hikes and getting people like, cause on the hikes, we talked about, 
people's like their their thoughts for the future and, and where they see themselves in the team stuff. That to me were the two things that would really, really stand out to me right now, I think. So I thought for this episode, we could go through kind of like a general overview, kind of hour by hour what we did, because a lot of the activities we did, I think we can highlight as like things that educators could also do, whether it be with their staff or with their students or even just like a team activity. I, I mean, I was in a middle school. We did a lot of team things and sometimes mm-hmm. it's good team building. So I thought if we could highlight a little bit of the retreat to pass out some ideas and then if people have questions, they can reach out to us. I can't think of a single activity that was planned that we wouldn't be willing to share everything and anything that went into the creation of it. Um, yeah. and if you guys have a way that you want to adapt this for your classrooms or your staff, uh, this could be a good opportunity. It's the end of July. So it is time for us to at least be thinking about how we might want to bring people together and what mm-hmm. characteristics you might want to highlight as you kick off the year. So first and foremost, Jeff, I don't have the schedule in front of me. I don't think Ooh, you- so we're just going to do it by memory. That's good. I was hoping you did because I'm like, do I remember thing? I think I remember most of it. I don't remember everything, but I think there's some major ones we should talk about. Like First and foremost, both days started with a welcome and going over expectations. I think that is something that's pretty common, but mm-hmm. as a reminder, really good to kind of know who your audience is and make sure that you've set clear expectations so you can get as much out of the day as possible. If I had to ask you what the expectation was for that first day, we had every leader from the team. So we brought together our team leads. What was the main expectations you wanted them to have the first day? I think a big expectation that we laid out is that is was one of we're going to have fun. We're going to goof around. We're going to get to know each other, but we're going to take everything seriously and we're going to get value out of this. And, you know, with our team leads, a big, obviously our big focus for that day one was leadership and how do we, how do we better understand our roles as leaders and how do we better lead and stuff? So I think, I think, but I think for both days, the general expectation was that of like, Hey, we're having fun, but we're here to actually do some stuff too. Yes. And we absolutely accomplished that. Yeah, there was a lot of activities that you really did have to like think through yeah. and use some brain power. But I do want to emphasize, I think something similar to what we were in in terms of situational and also what some staff might be in is our leaders that are leaders on the team, most of them didn't start as leaders. Their job mm-hmm. descriptions didn't include a leadership role but their role evolved over time. And now a few of them are leading like five or six people departments. And that's not necessarily where their skill set is there. They don't necessarily want to be department leaders, but they are. And it's, you know, they're, they're excelling at it, but um, we were able to teach some leadership skills to people that never necessarily expected to be in a leadership role, which was kind of fun. Yeah, super fun, super important. Uh, and, and to your note, you, you mentioned the conversations. The conversations that came out of them were was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, we yeah, and we did two. We did two different. We can go. Do you want to go into the actual activities? Yeah, go into the posted activity. I, I liked this. Yeah. One. So the the posted activity. Yeah. So we we did a posted activity, which was really cool. We 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 challenged and we put them in the groups, and we challenged everyone to think the, each group to individually think through the ideal characteristics or, or ideal skills that the ideal team member on teach better would have and they wrote a single skill on each post-it and there was no that was that was the rules that was it so all the all they needed for this activity was like post-its and markers like yeah markers and you could do it with post-its and stickers or pieces of papers and what it doesn't have to be post-its necessarily and then what we did then is they then separated we had two areas we just picked on the floor actually which actually worked out really well i think Um, we were initially going to do walls we ended up doing on floor we just picked two areas on the floors and we said 
take any of your stickies and your post-its that have a skill on it that is a technical skill. So something that you have to know how to do, like technically know how to do. So that's like, for example, cool. understanding how to use Google Sheets, yeah. right? A technical skill in one, one spot and anything that was interpersonal or those, you know, those soft skills, those people skills into the other one. And what Ray and I hope was going to happen and what did happen is that the, the, the vast majority of those post-its went into the interpersonal. There's a focus on that. You can teach a lot of the other stuff, but the finding the right people for your team and for your, uh, whether that's your staff and everything is, is really crucial. And I was thinking like, you could do that with so many different things in a classroom. Well, right. Or even thing with organizing, right? Like, or even with your staff. I mean, from that use like skyward grading system, like, yes, it might be cool if a new staff member knew how to use skyward, but you can teach that skill. It's way more important that that new teacher walking in is a problem solver or likes to be collaborative or is creative. Right. So it did foster good discussion. Um, not only in identifying characteristics within the leaders we were working with, you know, what skills do interpersonal skills do they have that we really value, but it also highlighted what they should be looking for in the people that they're leading and what characteristics mm-hmm. they should continue to foster within maybe their future hires or in the current department people. So it's kind of cool. That was a fun one. We left those post-its on the ground for the rest of the retreat too. We did. Fun. It was kind of crazy. There were other moments when something happened when we'd be like, oh, right there, that's in that pile, right? That's that, right? And we had some fun with that, so. So Wait, that, was, that would be interesting though, because there's so many things we do at the beginning of the year that we never refer back to. Maybe if somebody mm-hmm. made this activity, similar to the fact that we left the post-its on the floor for like four days, you could do that with your staff where you put, you wrote all these things on like a piece of paper or a banner of some sort that you kept in the teacher's lounge that you just kept yeah. referring to. Like, mm-hmm. don't forget to continue to foster those interpersonal skills, something creative like that. So you could get, yeah. get more than just that one hour of value. It becomes a resource and a reference back and a reminder of that, that activity of what, what you talk through on that. The other thing that we did that first day that was referred to like constantly was the leadership ones. And that honestly was an, was an activity that I wasn't sure it was going to go the well. Leadership styles. Yeah. The leadership yeah. styles. And I know we're going to get into it and I need you to really describe what we did, but I didn't think it was going to go as well as it did. It really fostered good discussion. And then people were jokingly referring to it, which actually reinforced the teaching of it, which I really enjoyed. So do you mind giving a brief overview? I know people can go and seek out more information if they're interested, but it was an interesting conversation. Yeah. So essentially what we did is we went through five different leadership styles and we we went through what they are, sort of a quick summary of it, and then the pros and cons to each of those styles. Then we split into teams again, separate teams, so different groups. So they're getting interaction with each other differently and different people. And the group was to come up with a, um, a situation, a scenario for each one of those styles. But the, what the sort of the flip we did, which I really enjoyed, was we were coming up with the worst type of scenario that you would use that style. So the scenario where that style of leadership would be the worst. Can you give and an example for us? Example of... Like pick a leadership style and I'll, we'll give an example. I want to make sure we really create this, this concept. What's yeah. So like, let's see, like uh, authoritarian leadership Perfect. style. So like, right. That's where the leader has full control over everything. And basically not a whole lot of input from the team, not a whole lot of leaning on team for creativity and stuff like that. Um, I think a, I can't remember what, the, what was the, 
There was a lot of examples. some of the ones that came up there, but like I think the most valuable part was when they came up with bad examples, which essentially is what they were doing, the worst case yeah. scenario to have an authoritative leadership style. It had to be something within their job, like something that they were a part mm-hmm. of. So they were in groups of three, each all three of them had different leadership roles, and the scenario had to be at least in one of their like day-to-day situations they weren't creating these like hypothetical so what i liked my group came up with um like anything that was big picture that we were determining like when we're trying to create a new live stream for the fall you know like Mm -hmm. production or if we wanted to create the kind of our, our overarching vision of what the teach better conference would be like that leadership style would be a terrible idea our team typically creates those big picture ideas with so much more voice involved. There'd be a lot of creativity and people sharing their ideas. Um, so it was cool to think through like the wrong answer because it also forced yeah. you to think through every right answer, which was interesting. Yeah, and I think a huge takeaway that we all found from that is that there's there each one, there's no good or bad necessarily of, of the five that we're going through. It's almost always a blend. It's almost always, it's a balance of, right? So a lot of times we think authoritarian as bad, but there's certain times where that approach actually makes sense. And there's other times where democratic or participative doesn't make sense. And, and so I think that was the really cool takeaway from that. That was my biggest takeaway that I did not understand until we were in the midst of this game was I really would have told you that some of those leadership styles had no place in our team. Mm-hmm. And then we came up with hundreds of examples when all of them had a place. And I loved that it was modeling that there's no, there's no wrong way to lead. If you, as long as you have a variety, I I liked the variety. I liked that it was okay. If you lean more towards one leadership style, but you need to know when to change and shift. You know when to deploy the others. Right. So I think, I think it's actually the right leadership style is a blend of all of them. Yeah, like a balance of whatever a harmony of all of them, right? Figuring out when to do it. But like to your point, what was so cool is that it was throughout the next couple of days. Like there, were, I, I can't even count how many times someone like noticed that we were talking about that type of style, or oh, that seems a little. And we were joking about it and everything, but it was like, yeah, it was cool. That was really fun. Yeah, it was super fun. That was a good. Those are my two favorites. I think of the first day, which again was only with our leadership team. The rest of the things that we did was showing like the timeline of where the team came from when we were founded in 2015 and where we were now. We highlighted the growth, not only financially, but really the growth as a team. I think a lot of those leaders kind of came to our team, especially at different points in the development and didn't really understand how quickly we've grown over the last two years. And some of them find themselves frustrated when we don't always have the answers. And we wanted to highlight the fact that we don't have the answers because sometimes this is the first time we've done something like this. And it was yeah. good for them to gain that perspective. When in that room, when we asked like, who's been there for more than three years, only one hand was up, right? It was, it was only, only one, it was only one hand. Andrea and us. Yeah. And Chad, obviously there was. Well, yeah. Yeah. So it was weird yeah. to be like, this company has been around for seven years, but the leaders in the room were all within the last two years of development. Just crazy. Crazy. Just um, crazy. Yeah. I think the other thing that would be helpful to note, and I know we've struggled with like, there's a hundred things we change about the retreat and we will next time, or if we do this, but there, we had a lot of leaders in that room that didn't see themselves as leaders. Yes. But I think by doing some of these conversations, they really started seeing what mm-hmm. we had been seeing in them for the last few years, which was kind of nice for that evolution to come. Yeah, I agree. I think that was something. 
big that came out of that for sure. I'm trying to think of what else we, we did a hike. We did a hike. That was super and, we taught, and we had them on the hike. That was where they shared their vision and where they were going and stuff, which is really cool. And then what else did we do that day? Well, we did a bunch, but then the rest of the group came and great hangout that night. And then we started with, again, with a full day's agenda the following day. Do you have a favorite or notable activity we did that second day you think could be valuable? Okay. Can I just talk about the games? We did the games. Yeah. Well, I wanted to go to games. I'm like, I'm going to pick something other than the games, but the games. Let's do the games really quick because there's other things we did, but there were two games that I think can be very easily adjusted for an institute or beginning of the year, whether you're doing it with students or staff. One was a bingo game. We've all probably done this at an institute before where the bingo board, you're trying to do a blackout bingo board and you're trying to go around and get signatures on your bingo box of somebody that has something mm-hmm. in common with you. So one of them, for example, was find somebody who has the same birthday month. And so you're walking around saying, whose birthday is in yep. March? Is your birthday in March? Whatever. That's easy to do. I will say though, the coolest game that we played was, was at the end of the night goofing off was Katie Miglin, who did so much for this retreat. Shout out to Katie Miglin. Um, asked for everybody to submit three fun facts about themselves. And what she did is she cut all these fun facts into little pieces, one fun fact per, per card. And she put the cards all over the cabin. They were everywhere, taped under things, everything. We all exited the cabins and in three groups, you had to have one person run into the cabin, find a card, run back out, bring it to the group. And you had to, you had to guess who on the team's fun fact that was. And it was a ball. At the end, yeah, we read so all of them. Fun. It was so much fun. Yes, that was so much fun. I can, but that'd be, I can picture. That'd be so good to do with a staff. Like uh-huh. if you grabbed like one fun fact per person, or if you did two or three, depending on how large your staff is, and you're kind of guessing fun facts. It was fun to do the game itself, but then sitting together after and reading these ridiculous fun yeah. facts were so cool. So, so each team then read their card, however, because so you were you were trying to collect as many as you could because mm-hmm. then you had more opportunity, but you also had to get them right. So mm-hmm. then you read off, and then the team member would be like, "Oh, that was me," and mm-hmm. we'd all be like, "What? No way!" or whatever. And then a lot of them then had a little story that got attached to explain what the heck the fun fact was and stuff. That was a really fun. It was up. We were active, right? But then we also sat and and it was getting to know each other and stuff. And uh, and she what. This was like what Katie did. I thought was really fun. As she did that, she put them all up really early in the day. So all day long, we're all trying to figure out what these green things were hanging over. It was driving Ray nuts all day. I hated it. I don't recommend that. What was going on? And then she wouldn't let me touch them, and I just wanted to read all of them, and she wouldn't let me. It was terrible. It was stressful having to not touch those all day. I think my other favorite part of Wednesday was the hats. Oh, the hats. The hats. So. Dave Schmidt, if you know who he is, wears hats. Uh, and he had an activity plan for us to talk through our core values uh, as a company. And unfortunately, Dave wasn't un- uh, unable to actually join us because of last minute family thing. And so it actually kind of made it even more like in his honor because he wasn't there. We got these blank trucker hats that were black hats with a white blank. And then everyone got markers and got to, everyone drew and designed their hats to represent uh, the values of Teach Better which was really cool. You can see if you, if you follow it on Instagram, there's pictures all over the place when we did that. But, but then like several of the team then shared everything that they had on their hat and stuff and boy, they were deep. 
Um, I love that. Was that. And was that really was cool because cool it also gave someone, everyone like physically something to take with yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think yeah. there's a balance between, especially in a school building or even with students, but let's, let's keep this at a school building level. It's tough to like hand out things that have value to staff. You're buying things in such large quantity. Yep. Money is always questionable. Should we really spend our money on this? This was probably the most valuable thing people took home with them. And I love that it had a really funny, goofy, creative element with a very powerful message. I know mm -hmm. for me, like I hung mine in my office. I'm going to see it every single day. It's a great keepsake. And if you did this for the school, yeah, see right there. In right behind me. If you did this for your school values, or if you did this with your students with like personal values or classroom values, it was just a really special keepsake that isn't something that made it into any trash can. You know what I mean? Yeah. Another one of those speaking of is right here, which is, um, you can't really see probably, but we did an activity with Josh, which is everyone got a little rock that would, you have yours? And this was on our hike. We stopped by the waterfall. It was a beautiful area in the hike. We got to sit down, we were chatting, and then Josh led us through this process of thinking through our vision and what we bring to the team and stuff and everyone we had the uh what are they the um paint markers yeah. mm -hmm. and we use those to design the rocks and that was really cool we all have the rocks to take home now too as a reminder so like i, I think that's such a powerful thing right that you're talking about like it's li it, like so the hats obviously you have to buy the hats but the rocks such a small such a small price to create something that's very specific memory that's not like you know what i mean like it's not the thing you have to buy in bulk I mean, you have to buy the rocks and bulk, but um, that was really cool too. I thought that worked out really, really well. Yeah. So if anyone has questions on any of these activities, or if you want to hear more, we literally had hour by hour for two days straight, uh, yep. fully planned activities. So let us know if you're looking for some fun ideas, but just a little dose of how you can kick off your year as you're brainstorming for either a classroom or your staff. We had a really great time. Yep. I love it. If you need to send you like Josh Stamper, with a bunch of rocks and market. We can do that too. Like we can, we can, do we can that make too. that happen. Let us know. I know. We good. <laughs> so let's talk about the fall. I know we're going to wrap up our conversation here, but now that we've had the retreat, I feel like you and I, especially, but really the team holistically is thinking about how we're getting back into school mode because we really were taking this retreat as like a big end of the summer celebration. I know that some educators aren't going back for four weeks. Some of them started back today. And so as we're all getting ready to wrap up our summer with, you know, the best memories ever and kick off the best school year that we've had, hopefully in the last few years. Um, we want to be a part of your, your experience. So we have some fall, like fall, summer, no fall lineup, fall live stream lineup. I don't know. Stuff that we're doing that will be hitting fall the lineup. Lineup as well. fall lineup. Yes. Mm -hmm. Fall lineup. Yeah. So Are you all know what's changing. Are we yeah, I think we should. So you all know okay. about the conference. Obviously, we'll all see you October 14th and 15th. If you haven't gotten that ticket, um, make sure you do before it sells out because I want you to be there. That will be our first opportunity to meet more of our Teach Better family in real life. Yes. Um, sent out an email about that this week. So you guys heard my sappy, sappy part of <laughs> my reflection of that. Um, but the fall lineup is going to be good. So starting in the middle of August, we have two live streams that are going to be happening on a weekly basis to get you set up for success. One of which is on Wednesday morning with you and I, Jeff, did you know? I, I did know someone informed me of that recently. Yes. 
So our mindset was for Wednesday, wake up, it's going to be an early morning show. It's going to hopefully be something that you can tune into every single week at 7 a.m. Eastern. We're going to be streaming at all the normal platforms, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn. It will also be turned into a podcast episode right here. And it's going to be a lot of different things, most of which is updates from the team with some actionable takeaways to get through your week. What are your thoughts on that, Jeff? I'm excited about that one because it's kind of that like the the actionable takeaways I think is a big piece right because we're midway through the week a lot of time it's hump day right you're trying to get get through it trying to push through and what I'm really excited about is to be able to provide some opportunities for people to reflect and think through and plan on how can I not look at the Wednesday Thursday Friday of like to trying to make it through the week but rather how can we really just have the biggest impact in our buildings in our classrooms with our students and our staff on those last three days versus just sort of like, oh, I'm over the hump now I can make it through the rest of the week, but rather, okay, I'm here. Now it's time to like finish strong and make sure it's a full strong week. So I'm excited about being a part of that. Yeah. Um, so I think it's going to be good. It's been a good time. It'll be a really good time. You will see a lot of familiar faces on that show, including Jeff and I, I'm sure Dr. Dave Schmidt will make an appearance. We'll have Chad Orshowski pop in Katie Miglin, Joshua Stamper. You're going to see a lot of fun fun faces be a part of that morning this fall. We're really excited to have that be a consistent Wednesday show to continue to be a part of your week is really our, our mission there. Then we have our Sunday, which will be a really, really, really cool opportunity for us. Every single Sunday, we're going to do our Sunday warm up. That's going to be an evening live stream, which, oh my gosh, I know evening live streams. Some of you have been asking and begging for these to come back. Yes, They're back. Don't worry. We heard you. And all of these decisions are based off of your feedback. We got an abundance of feedback that people, especially um, on the West coast, but really wanted the teach better evening programming back. So it's back mm-hmm. Sunday nights at 7 p.m. No, it's 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. Yep. Um, And this is going to be really, really interesting. It's going to be a blending of a lot of different live streams we've done in the past uh, based out of all of your feedback. So on this Sunday live stream, we are going to be welcoming in new faces to the community. These are going to be from all over the space of education, sharing their insight. Um, They're going to be sharing a variety of different things. What we brainstormed recently for this show is that they were going to come and bring us three major takeaways to kind of help with Sunday scaries and get you ready for your week based off of their insight. We also have a number of panels that will be planned to discuss, you know, topics that maybe are either hitting education right now or things that are really relevant in the classroom. So it's going to be a blending of faces that you're very familiar with. Brad Hughes will be very involved yes. in that show, um, as will other team members' faces. You'll see Fran Fennel and Olivia Chan and all the other fun members of the team. But then we'll also be featuring brand new faces that all of you can add to your network to continue you know, growing because we are better every day when we connect with other educators in the space. So that will actually be exclusive to our private Facebook group. But actually, it's going to be exclusive to our private Facebook group on Sundays. So that's where you're going to see all the live commenting at teachbettergroup.com. But then on Monday, we are going to stream it again Monday night. And we'll be releasing those details shortly. So even if you're not in our private Facebook group, you can watch it on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn. You just won't be able to participate in the live comments. 
after that, it will also be a podcast episode. Yeah, so if you want to get in on the fun and the conversation and you'd be there on Sunday nights in the, in the private Facebook group, which is free. So it's like, it doesn't cost anything to get in that group. I'm excited about that one because it's going to have a little more, it's be consistency, but also a little bit more variety. Not that the Wednesday we're going to change, we're going to have some fun, but like, it's going to just going to be a little bit different, but I think overall, both of them, I'm really excited about our, our focus and our intentionality on actionable takeaways yeah. And, and things that, that you were going to be, we're going to have some fun. That's just, you know, how we do it. We're going to goof around. There's going to be shenanigans, uh, definitely on Wednesdays. We'll see about Sundays, but, but we're all, we're, we're really focused on giving you actionable takeaways. Um, so, and, and to Ray's point, like Ray said, all of this is based on feedback that we've been trying to listen as best we can to all of you telling us what you need, what you're looking for. And so keep telling us that so yeah. we can keep adjusting being better, but I'm excited for fall. This is going to be it's not, it's like not even that far away. It's only a couple of weeks away. Like that's the, I know. So. so this is launching literally at the middle, in the middle of August. So keep your eyes out for that final date. Um, we're really excited. Wednesday we'll kick it off and then we'll follow with that Sunday following. And we're just thrilled to have taken your feedback on the timing of when things happen, what type of people are on our live streams, how we can continue to share the message, teach better with also emphasizing the incredible educators that exist in our community. So more to come with that, but keep your eyes peeled. This is, by the way, in addition to the 130 plus live streams that we have planned to feature all the speakers at the Teach Better Conference between now and August, by the way. Hashtag yes. killing me slowly. Just saying. <laughs> literally. We had four of them today alone. Like, I was say, is that four today? Yeah. Oh, but they're awesome. Good. They are. They've been so good. Mm-hmm. So good. So, yes, we got a lot going. There's only like probably like 80 left, right? here's hoping oh my god (laughs) all right friends we're gonna wrap this up but we hope that this gave you a little bit of taste of what we've done and where we're headed uh we hope you tune into next week's episode we only have about two or three of these left until the programming uh changes over to our exciting new wednesday wake up and sunday weekly wrap up so or warm up warm up warm up i'm only only gonna be able to say it a few more times then this yeah Let's get out there and let's teach better.